Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Misi Liu, who is the founder of Life Mission Capital. And an interesting thing about Misi is she came to the U.S. at the young age of 16, and now she has ownership in 158 apartment units while she's in her W-2. Misi, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thank you so much, Timothy, for inviting me and having me here. Yeah, of course. No, thanks for coming on. And we'd like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. <laughs> yes, I love the fun question. So a little about me, as you mentioned earlier, I came to the U.S. at a young age, uh, initially for high school exchange program, and because um, I always wanted something different. My parents wanted something different for me. I just didn't want to just go to school and get a job. I wanted to experience a different culture. So I came and uh, got into uh, a college here and a master's degree while I was working and uh, uh, started my real estate company as well. Uh, what I like to do for fun, it's a very interesting big question because when you're working so much, sometimes working seems like fun, as scary as it sounds. But when you're so passionate about what you're pursuing, um, it seems fun to you sometimes. But on the other side, I also like to dance. I like to dance salsa. I like to listen to music and just hang out with my friends and family. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And so tell us a little bit about how you manage. Like, are you still in your W-2 currently? Yes. I currently work in Walmart in the analytics field. Tell us how you manage that analytics job at Walmart and getting ownership in all these apartments. Yes, it's uh, very difficult. Uh, I started about <clears throat> 2021, just uh, um, in a few months, it'll be a year. And uh, starting out, it was difficult because I wasn't sure what I was doing and uh, trying to figure out what's going on. Slowly, I build in processes and systems that helps me stay organized. And uh, recently, I hired a virtual system full-time, and uh, we're streamlining our processes and just also be okay with not eating an elephant in one bite, just taking it a little bit at a time, knowing that life is long and, you know, smell the roses along the way. Um, along the way. So I, I, I would say, you know, it's a combination of mindset and management and also working through processes and systems. There we go. Processes and systems are so important to life. Like we just can't function without them. So I love to hear that you're implementing those. Tell us a little bit more about your motivation, what gets you up and keeps you going every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I try to focus on is the positive parts. Cause I know that people can be driven in different ways. Some people get driven by positive emotions. Some people get driven by negative emotions like fear. I try to focus on the positive parts and one of my motivations for doing what I'm doing is just really time with my family in China. Since I came to the U.S., I only spent maybe two, three weeks a year with them, if it's not COVID, <laughs> right? Like I haven't seen them for two and a half years. 
Um, so I just really wanted to spend more time with them. So that's a motivation, just thinking about that from in terms of doing what I'm doing. Uh, otherwise, why would I want to work two jobs, right? So that's like one of the short-term uh, motivations. And then um, longer term, there's a couple of things I really wanted to do. Something probably more in the intermediate term is collaboration with nonprofits like Junior Achievement, where we're helping kids financial literacy. And right now, I'm more helping with adults' financial literacy with the workshops I do, or the real estate clubs I started. So it's more in that space. Um, but eventually, I really wanted to get involved more with kids as well, because when I was growing up, in China, a country that is so heavily focused on education. It's like you're drinking from a fire hose type of education. You know, when I was in high school, we would study from like 8 o'clock to 10 p.m. Really, really just have like three hours of break in between, between lunch and nap. And that's just so intense. The reason they're so intense is because the kids were taught you only can go to school to get a good job, to get a good salary, get a good house. There's no other way around, but that is so not true. There are so many other alternatives and and uh, ways to manage your finances so that you're no longer just money to slave, but you're actually you know driving your life versus being driven by your life. So I want to continue to spread those philosophies and mindset to others, especially kids at a younger age. Uh, that's kind of my intermediate passion. And the third thing. I haven't really done much of it. I've tried, I've done gone one mission trip. It's actually in the U.S. I would love to go to more missionary trips um, with a combination of, uh, you know, looking at the things in the Bible, but also um, kind of like Dave Ramsey, picking up apart uh, things in the Bible that's finance related, financial related, um, and just use both to encourage and inspire people. I think for me to fulfill the maximum um, amount of um, fulfillment, yeah, fulfillment myself, it would be those three levels, starting with real estate at the bottom, and then the further I go, um, you know, missionary trips and the more financially literacy related programs is really what I'm passionate about. I slowly feel a little bit of that each day, but. Um, the foundation what I'm working on right now is more real estate uh, period in terms of my personal portfolio and how I help others get there by passively investing with me while actively investing together as partners. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that you um, have a focus, but you also have dreams and goals that you're going after. So um, that's really our next um part of the podcast, your dreams and goals. So I know you've kind of mentioned that you want to go on more missionary trips. You want to spread the mindset and philosophy of financial freedom, see your family more, um, and collaborate with nonprofits. Are there some other things that you have kind of in the vision for your life? Yeah, I think in general with, um, life is very long. I don't want to plan out too many little, little things because one great part about financial freedom, financial literacy is you can have unexpected surprises in a good way. You know, maybe I'm a very good artist if I try to actually paint and have the time to paint under no pressure. I think the other part is just about discovering the the things I don't know. I'm just leaving it open. From what I do know, I know those are the areas I'm passionate about. I also always thought about going dancing uh, around the world, uh, 
salsa con congresses and conferences and um, going to different countries, you know, to learn about their culture and their dances and their music and exchanging ideas in that. So those are some of the fun ideas. But um, but if I have to give up those, I would stick with the three I mentioned to you. But that would be the other fun things I would like to do. And with the fact that we'll have financial literacy and be, I would be financially free uh, to do those things, I can do anything, really. Anything I choose that would be important for me and people around me and the society I live in, I, I can choose to do that. I just really the flexibility of choices at that point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think choice, freedom of choice is ultimately what we're all kind of seeking. And for a lot of people, the first step in that is that financial freedom, which is why it's such an important thing to um, realize. And th there are other steps as well, but financial freedom is a big, big first step. So I know you said really a big part of your motivation is focusing on the positive parts of life. Can you tell us a bit more about how you go about doing that every day? Because for the people who want to go from focusing on the negative, being motivated by the negative to focusing on the positive and being focused or being motivated by the positive. Speak yeah. To yeah. Good question. Cause I know that and I can tell just by a smile that you're such a positive person too. And, uh, I was, I was always that way growing up actually. Um, but I think recent personal events, maybe death in the family and pressure in life and things like that, um, just made me, in the past few years, a little bit more so laser focused on my goals. And I used to be a lot more like saying to myself things like, I, I could have done better, this is not good enough, etc. But um, my husband, you know, who I'm grateful for, has been reminding me of the opposite. And recently we read a book and thanks to a friend who recommended it to us. And it's been helping out with the situation a lot. It's called The Gap and the Game by Dan Sullivan. If you haven't read it, I recommend you check it out. He is a coach for um, small businesses. And what the book emphasizes on is rather than focus on the gap, which was what I was focusing on, like, oh, even though I made, I don't know, 500 bucks or $10,000 on this, uh, I could have done better. Um, and that mindset, which is very typical in Asian cultures, because we're always so humble and uh, we're in a very competitive world where when you get 95 out of 100 in a test, your parents may tell you, why didn't you get 100? You know, those type of mentality just drags you down and you're not really encouraged to learn more. Whereas um, the gain, meaning how much have you gained from where you started from yesterday, just really focus on the progress. That's what really gets you to do even better at 10x uh, where you want to go. And the important part to remember is you're either living in the gap or in the gain. There is nowhere in between. So if you're not living in the gain, you're gapping yourself. And you made a choice to gap yourself. So once you have the awareness that you're gapping yourself, which I did, I was like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, I'll tell my husband, okay, let me try again. Let me rephrase this. <laughs> and it's those actions, actually talking out loud to yourself. You're like, okay, this isn't that bad. And we do that more and more and more. And they start thinking more positively, you know, with things like grateful journals that I started, uh, things like that is going to help as well. But 
I would say recently what's been helping me is the mindset shift on that because I'm a positive person in general, but sometimes when you're so focused and under so much pressure, sometimes we tend to overlook the gain we've had. Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely um, agree with that. It's easy for me to slip into gap when I'm like thinking about, ooh, I want to replace my income. Ooh, I want to grow my coaching business. Ooh, I want this podcast to take off. So I'm always focused on like, um, what I haven't done, what I haven't done and how I can get there, how I can get there. But it's like, I've come so far. Like I have a daily podcast. Exactly. Yes. So, um, yes. And they look very professional and I love the questions you're focusing on. So good job. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) Well, awesome. If there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and this person would help you take the next step towards your highest priority dream, which is, um, you know, the financial freedom through real estate, who would they be and how would they help you? Mm-hmm. I, I I would say with um, coaches like motivational speakers like Jim Ron and Les Brown, uh, those are two of the motivational speakers I've listened to for a while. And uh, I used to repeat after them screaming out loud in my car and, um, I think they're just, the words are just so wise. I, and um, if I could meet them, that I would love for them to just tell me the right thing. Um, you know, it's like a, it's like in the Star Wars movie, you have, uh, you know, you have the, um, what do you call it? The. I'm not really familiar with Star Wars. Oh, you're not familiar with it. But basically, a a master and a student, it's like, you know, the master would just say something, and then the student's like, wow. I I feel like they would have that effect on me. Yeah, and and that that would be number one. The second thing is I always wanted to be a motivational speaker. That's why I was telling you earlier that, like, I love that you're doing this coaching business because my heart is with people, like – the money, I know I'll make it and I'll make enough. And uh, it's really about who I do business with and what type of impact I'm making along the progress, along the process. So um, them constantly reminding me the right things to do, uh, being able to meet them and have them tell me that. And also just being so close to them, I have them physically remind me that like I can be like them too, be a, a successful motivational speaker sometime well, coach sometimes for people um, is going to keep me grounded, I would say. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And if there were um, one or two things that everyday people could do to really help you become the person you want to be and create the life you want to create, what would those things be? Mm-hmm. I would say uh, the, the, the ability to enjoy the moment. Uh, I know there's a lot of successful people out there really putting uh, many hours working on the things that's so important to them, whether, you know, for example, the company I work for Walmart and the founder, Sam Walton, he built a successful business, you know, the number one company in the U.S., or Bill Gates or uh, Warren Buffett, etc. But in terms of their family relationships, their friends and family, you know, Sometimes they're on the most um, successful at those, you know, on their deathbed. A lot of times they have 
regrets. So I think it's important to focus on your career, your dollar, your business. But always remember who are the people around you, because the important ones that'll be there whether you're down, whether you're up. So always make sure you're spending time with them, really making them a priority. Not just saying like I'm doing this for them, but don't really spend time with them.、Um, I, I would say when people around me continue to remind me to do that, putting them in the first place, I'll find ways to make my job more efficient, to do my business the right way, prioritize the right process. And ultimately, help us get there faster. I hope and、um, have a more meaningful relationship with the ones I love, and and、um, make it there in a more meaningful way as well. Absolutely, I love that. I think both of those both of those things are so important.、Um, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And the first question is: What's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Now I know you've already mentioned "The Gap in the Game" by Dan Sullivan, but feel free to <laughs>、yes. mention another one. Yes. The next one I would say、um, is uh, the um, "How to Make Friends、um, and Influence People" by Dale Carnegie. I I have been Dale Carnegie's workshop through my job、uh, twice. Once as a student, the other time as a coach. Just in my professional journey as a professional employee in a corporate world, it has been extremely helpful, and I was able to take the lesson outside of the corporate world in my per- personal life as well. I think the concepts also apply to any interpersonal relationships, and、um, that also include、um, his books on stress and worry, his principles on stress and worry, which I think you know, as people who are listening to your podcast, they tend to want to live life to the fullest. Sometimes it's easy to let stress get hold of us.、Um, So um, his book um, on that、uh, is also very helpful. I for、um, it's a, when I read it, it's a trilogy with、uh, how to make friends and influence people.、Uh, I forgot the name all of a sudden. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it either. But it, you said it's a trilogy with how to win friends and influence people. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can, I can, I can tell you.、Um, I really want to,、um, yeah. How to stop worrying and、uh, start living, yeah, because those books are together. So, how to win friends and influence people, how to stop worrying and start living.、Uh, that book helped me a lot when I was handling stress and things like that.、Mm-hmm. There we go. I love that. And what's one way you like to take care of yourself?、Mm-hmm. It's been journaling recently. Whether it's、uh, I started this a few years ago, wanting to、um, just. Wanted to have a way to communicate to the universe when I'm alone, and just start writing down thoughts and、um, how I felt at the time. And just、uh, once I start writing things down, whether it's happy or sad, I just started having a peace of mind. It's like it's just so quiet and peaceful in my heart.、Um, that's been a really good mental self-care routine for me. And physically wise, it's just been taking walks and.、Uh, I have gained quite some weight during COVID, so I have to say that physically, I need to take care, better care of myself. But、um, thinking about living again, I'm grateful for the walks I've been able to take with my husband, and、uh, I have uh, uh, the desire and also the plan to take that fitness go to the next level as well. I love it. Awesome. I love that you are aware. You're taking care of it because you know, with big dreams. Fitness is obviously 
a like key part of high performance, which is something that's easy to skimp on. Like when you need an extra hour in the day to work, it's like, oh, let me just miss my workout. But it's like, no, you got to be consistent with that. So um, we all struggle with that for sure. <laughs> yes, I struggle a lot, but but I'll get there. I know that. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, no doubt about it. And what is one action step that you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to continue to move towards your highest priority dream? Mm-hmm. I would say it's daily daily prioritizing and thinking long term. Um, one of the coach I have in the real estate reminded me of that recently. It's important to make decisions a little bit more on the long term versus always on the short term. And um so constantly prioritizing, thinking you know, what's really good for the long term of the business that I'm doing right now. It's really build a sustainable business versus just a quick win and that it goes away. Um, so continuing to prioritize, thinking long term is going to continue to help me get my business successful. That's what I'm doing today. Daily prioritizing. Don't fall into the routine, but daily daily prioritizing. That is a routine. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I love it. And our final question is, um, requires a bit of pretext. So you know how there are people on the planet who have a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help and they're not willing to accept change. Sometimes they'll live their whole life like that. And sometimes they'll die like that. Other times they'll make a change at some point in their life to more of a growth mindset, willing to accept help and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes them to change? Mm-hmm. This is a very good question because coming from a family like my dad, who's always there driving changes and growing up in that family, I haven't really been exposed to uh, people who aren't willing to accept changes until I moved to, um, to where I'm at today, where some of my friends are, or acquaintances are like that. And um, it's hard for me to say what can really help them be the catalyst that changes it. Um, but what I have seen, uh, based on my some of my experiences uh, from my friends and family recently, is drastic, dramatic life events tend to tend to change them one way or the other, and also um, personal stories. So either a really bad event that happens that pushes them the wrong way. And they, st- they start thinking more like, I don't care, I'm going to do this. I don't care if people, I say I can't because I've lost everything. I've seen people get into that situation with maybe like death in the family where they lost homes and et cetera. And then the other piece is someone really close to them were able to do it when they told them no many times and they did it like, Les Brown, for example, he's a motivational speaker. And when he was on his way to become uh, the great, greatest motivational speaker and have his own TV show and etc., cetera, um, TV host show, people around him were saying no. But as he made those changes and became successful, people around him are starting to think differently. So I would think those two situations, if those people are not willing to open themselves up to possibilities at all. It's either of those changes and hopefully uh, it's the latter one. I would hate for people to go through traumatic, horrible life events for them to uh, 
make those changes. Um, so that's probably one of the reasons I want to be motivational speakers and um, help people change their mindset because sharing my stories and similar to you sharing your stories, maybe people can resonate. You know, they'll say, I don't have this house. I don't have this job. I don't have this degree. And you can come on and say, I didn't either, but look what I've done. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, personal stories. I think we may have gotten that one other time to this answer, but I think that is a fairly new one. And I really do love that because the follow-up question to this is usually um, how can we create an environment that is conducive to helping people make that change from fixed mindset to growth mindset. I think a big part of that is us living our stories in complete authenticity and then becoming mm -hmm. our best self. And um, you gave a great example with Les Brown, like as he started to push the limits, as people start to realize what's actually possible, they start to hope and hope is a very powerful thing. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I think that's a line from The Hunger Game. <laughs> I don't really? know if you watched it. Well, something close to that. People are afraid of hope, right? Like the bad people, they're afraid of hope because they don't want good people to have hope. So, so yeah. we're going to have hope for the change. Mm -hmm. There we go. There we go. I think another person also says this, uh, the author of Just Mercy, I think it's Brian Steve Stevenson. Thank you. <laughs> Gracie just whispered Stevenson to me. Brian Stevenson, yeah, author of Just Mercy. He talks about how hope is so important and the kind of four factors that will change the world. But yeah, awesome. Mm -hmm. Misi, is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, for those listeners out there, whether you are wanting to get into motivational speaking, we just have really big dreams. Um, you know, don't don't give up on what you're doing. Keep on doing what you're doing and uh, continue to look for those positivity multiplier and surround yourself with the right people. And, um, you know, whatever you're doing, I, I would hope that you're looking for ways to um, cover your finances. Um, also seek out financial freedom, whether it's uh, real estate, stocks, whatever you choose to do, think, think about those as well. Because when you have the financial security, you'll be able to leave uh, with a lot more creativity, uh, in my personal opinion. And i um, happy to help whenever you have any real estate questions, wanting to learn more about passively investing in real estate, or just want to learn about um, how I do what I do and um, get to where I'm at today and how I plan to continue to go further from where I'm at today. There we go. Well, awesome. Misi, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yes, absolutely. Well, Thank you all. Feel free to um, you know message me at missy at lifemissioncapital.com or uh, just visit my website, missy, uh, which is lifemissioncapital.com as well. Thank you so much again, and uh, I look forward to staying connected. Awesome. Yes, I look forward to staying connected too. And if you guys are listening to this, make sure to reach out to Misi if you have any questions about your financial freedom, questions about her story, questions about motivational speaking. If you just want to connect with her and see um, how she can like impact you and how you can impact her and how you guys can share your light and your positivity with each other, go ahead and make that connection. She just gave you her contact information. It will also be in the show notes below. As we always ask, shoot this podcast to one to three people you know 
need to hear this message, send us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.